Twitter is the only place, only community I've ever seen outside the military that is aggressively horny, loudly horny, and specifically horny all at the same what time. What does specifically horny mean? Specifically horny as in like, there's this one type of woman I like, right? And I'm going to talk about her every day on your timeline. Or actually, military example here. So when I was in um, tech school, so you do basic training and then you go get trained for your job, right? AIT is what they call it in uh, Army OCS. Yeah, they don't call it that in the Air well, they, Force. Well, they call it in Air Force and the Chair Force, as I like to call it. Tech school. Tech school? Yeah. All right. Oorah. Go ahead. <laughs> so you get there and the, you know, the first few days are them basically describing the rules for your new hell, right? Uh, it's not quite basic training, but you're still going to treat you like dog shit. And you're like, all right, great. This is going to suck. Um, before classes start, right? They're waiting for enough people to start your class and your class all moves through together. And uh, so while I'm there, you know, you're going to briefings and then you're just hanging out and cleaning. Basically, uh, I met this dude. Let's call him Nick. I only remember his last name and I'm not going to dox him. But so this dude, Nick, one of the horniest people I've ever met and specifically horny. He told you, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to start a podcast where you can finally say slurs. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Nick, it's Operation Iraqi Freedom. The odds of you getting out of here. And he goes, me and my brothers together, we'll finally be able to say. (laughs) 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 I just like uh, the listener to know that we bleeped it, but I did not say it. I still get liberal credit (laughs) despite taking the joke. It's called white privilege. It means we win both ways. (laughs) Uh, He was like a uh, very average looking nerdy white dude, right? So he's like five, five. Uh, He had glasses uh, and he had the glasses he wore. When you're in basic, you get these class glasses that are like these big, thick, hideous ones that are mm-hmm. that are designed mm-hmm. to not break or scratch. They're called BCGs. No, we have the same thing at Paris Island. <laughs> we joke that it stands for birth control glasses, right? You could like we would take turns chucking them at a locker to see if you could scratch them, and the lockers dented after a while. Like this is the kind of glass I'm talking about. Once you get a basic, you can switch them to like one of the other four or five frames that are less hideous. This is what he kept wearing. A few that makes people. sense though, because when you're in basic, like no one is trying to fuck. You're just uh, getting no. <laughs> any anytime, anytime you would be wearing the standard issue glasses, you're getting fucking smoked in the pit. Not going out on a night on the town. You aren't wearing those glasses when you leave base. You aren't wearing those glasses when you're trying to court various people, right? You'd think so, I, but uh, first of all, there is a lot of fucking in basic. But yes, you'd think so. But there was a weird thing where among like, whomst. Oh, there are girl and guy flights, and they're in the same buildings, right? So people would sneak over and fuck people in like stairwells yeah, you, you and shit, or t- behind dumpsters. Yeah, that's, that's like pretty t- common, honestly. Look, that's we, we've all been to a quinceanera, right? <laughs> but the the fact that <laughs> the fact that that's relevant to that, they take it off, right? So it doesn't make any sense. That's just there for the for the drone instructors or whatever lame shit the Air Force calls them. Should be you get this sort of like weird thing though, where some people almost take. A, I'm gonna call it a hipster approach of being like, nah, now I'm going to wear them as a fashion statement. Oh, they're like, these are my soldier uh, right. glasses. And there's people who just correctly went, nothing matters. I'm miserable. Who gives a fuck? Those are my friends. Uh, but so these dude, this dude was wearing the BCGs. When right? I was a pharmacy tech, there were definitely people that would wear the lab coats not when they're in the CVS pharmacy. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? what is the game plan? Walk me through every step of that game plan for you. <laughs> So I'm standing next to this dude. We haven't had a single word pass between us, right? 
and this black girl walks by and he goes, oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> this is my first introduction. Again, five, five, mousy white dude, giant glasses. I was like, excuse me? He was like, oh man, that's a Nubian goddess right there. You, do you smell that? And I was like, what? No. And then he this proceeded. This guy's got some real confidence. I see why he's <laughs> been successful. And then he proceeded from then on, whenever I saw him, to relay me with tales of beautiful black women that he was obsessed with. And credit to this dude, he would always take shots. And he just became like a regular character. Where you're like, it's a great character. Where you're like, you're just you're going about your day and you're like hanging out, and you just hear him at a distance being like, Oh, look at that goddess go. Every time. <laughs> You're in your 30s doing a political podcast with another <laughs> white man. This man's living his best life. He was always living his best life. That's why he was such a character, because he was just completely confident and unashamed about it. Always. And like I said, like Twitter, loudly, specifically horny. There's something to be said for knowing what you want. There is. No, I respect taking shots. Uh me and you were just, to, to the listener, uh, before we started recording, me and Brett were watching one of the greatest comedians to ever work. Um, so if you ever watch Trailer Park Boys, this is something that me and Brett both just we love. Uh, it's a bit, it shouldn't be funny, but in Trailer Park Boys, uh, there's a character where whatever's happening in the main plot, right? Like Ricky's shooting off guns and people are fighting over cable or a drug deal or whatever. There's the character, which is the guy who just lives in the building next door and hangs out his window <laughs> and goes, can you please stop shooting guns for fuck's sakes? <laughs> and I don't know why, but people yelling from off screen. It's it, so funny. It's the funniest thing. It's to me. the best thing. It's great. And so me and Brett were just watching a video where apparently there's just a K-pop fan. Question mark. Right? It, he may be a K-pop fan. It just may be one of those things where it's like, right place at the right time. But outside of a K-pop studio where every single group goes to like record, after they record, they go out into the parking lot and they take like a group photo. And there is a Korean man who just happens to live in an apartment adjacent to the K-pop studio. And he is a true believer and like the the Brett uh, basic training guy who takes every single shot, this guy just with like a bowl of cereal leans out of his window and it doesn't matter who's there, just gives them earnest, genuinely kind compliments, but from a man holding a bowl shouting out of a window. It's so great. Anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen this already, look up uh, Red Velvet joy super fan and just enjoy this you can't not laugh it's every Fucking band that hilarious. comes out you'll just hear like they'll pose and they'll be like uh red velvet and then all of a sudden you'll hear joy i'm sorry it's been six months when you smile know that it makes millions happy <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> if like if like Monster X is out there, he'll be like, Show no! 
No one can stop him. He lives in an adjacent building. He's <laughs> in. Part. He's in his home. Nobody can stop this from happening. There's just people being like, "Can can we shut that man down?" Like, no, he lives here. Show You're in his you! area. Your example lets us know what a man can be. <laughs> Oh, I love him. He just he has the vibe of a guy that like every time he looks out his window, there's a K-pop group. There's another there. K-pop group. He All doesn't right, buddy. know who they are, but he just goes like Yellow Umbrella! <laughs> when you smile, I have no doubt. We all are happier. <laughs> That's how I'm trying to be. That's the energy I'm trying to bring. The, the Bernie Sanders campaign. <laughs> God, stop yelling so we can yell by our neighbors. Yeah, but here's the thing. That guy also thought that, and now he knows Red Velvet Joy. So you know what? <laughs> we live in a crazy world. Do your thing, everybody. Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett, everyone on board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. And I'll be honest, I'm in the mood. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at like political chat in a while, but it's fucking boring. <laughs> like, it's real bad. Like, I, I'm deep into like the study of governance and corruption and political science and all that shit. And, Awful. and I, I, buddy, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I made lots of mistakes I'm not proud of. This is probably the foremost. <laughs> and even I, even I cannot fucking watch these impeachment hearings and oh get anything. God, no. Every person I talk to, I'm like, are you watching the impeachment hearings? They're like, well, we know he's corrupt and we know this isn't going to go anywhere. So who gives a shit? Yeah, and I'm exactly. like, yeah, that's, that's the top level analysis of this. So, like, in general, the politics of the last week, week and a half, uh, I don't know what the rest. <laughs> I don't know what the rest of this podcast is going to be like. But I'm just warning you now. I am in a fucking mood. And by the way, Brett's laughing, but he's literally looking down at his cell phone right now. So, you know, uh, maybe he's in a mood. What are you? What? What possibly? could be more fascinating than me saying i don't feel like doing a podcast someone messaged me uh about a possible guest and so i was looking at it because i was like i don't know who the fuck this is i looked at their discord and their discord rules uh i immediately do a leapa i don't know what the, who or what that is i know <laughs> but trust me i like the guy in back to future that's like yeah Dua Lipa, <laughs> you won't know, but your kids are going to love her. <laughs> I guarantee you everyone who isn't you got that reference. Oh, go oh good. I, I'm glad other people did. One. It's my usual state of being. One. Don't let them in, Brett. 
Do you, do you see? He he looks like a dog being shown a magic trick right now. <laughs> I don't know what's Absolutely happening. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Brett, what happened when you checked out the guest Discord? Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, I was looking at their Discord, and I don't want to say I already hate this person, but I do already hate the way they approach politics. But as somebody who's been very online for far too long in a myriad mm -hmm. of online communities, mm -hmm. immediately on seeing the rules for their Discord, I have thoughts not good ones because so they lead with sounds like all of the dating stories you've ever told me <laughs> <laughs> how does he do that wordplay <laughs> you could drive a fucking truck through the amount of space it took for me to come up with that one though huh <laughs> there's just teamsters there's polish teamsters going <laughs> smoking one cigarette and another one in the pocket just going like yeah at your leisure sir come on through with that riff <laughs> But he immediately r rolls with, first of all, I, I like lively debate. White dude talking about debate already don't like this, where this is going. Then says, doesn't want to stay, create a safe space. Great. Not getting great vibes off of this. So lots of debate and no safe spaces. And then he launches into, the question really is one of who gets banned. Do we want to ban fascists, white nationalists, blah, 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 blah. It's a question of purpose, and I'm not sure where exactly I stand on it. All right, well, fuck you. Keeping these people, these chuds around, does encourage debate and contention, which I welcome. What? And then he goes on to talk about how uh, his rhetorical abilities are because he dis he has been debating with people he hates and disagrees with over the years. Yeah, dude, my fucking cunnilingus is on point because I've been eating basically nothing but Nazi pussy, which is the hardest <laughs> type to eat. <laughs> And so I've personally grown a lot. And, you know, I brought a lot of satisfaction to Nazis who basically only derive pleasure from engaging with me. Yeah, very socialist message, dude. I I don't know if that was your, your problem with him, but I'm just pointing out things I hear in real time. Yeah, no, I, I hate that because let's even set aside the moderation stuff for a minute. Like, as a white dude, of course, you are not worried about being harassed or targeted by the Nazis. For you, it's a friendly debate because the Nazis know you're a white dude. You know you're a white dude. So the way they engage with you is going to be different than the way they engage with everybody else. So you're not doing things for you, dipshit. You're doing things for the community of people, right? For the people who are supposed to be your comrades, for the people who are more vulnerable. Like, that's the fucking point of creating a community that's even remotely capable of supporting vulnerable people in it. Right, You don't let Nazis have access to them. He goes on to talk about, well, if they're engaging in good faith. No, fuck you. Nazis, full stop, the way the ideology works, there is no good faith. And the, this concept that even in the modern fucking day, it's 2020, and there's still dipshit white dudes saying leftists that somehow, magically, they've unlocked the ability to bring Nazis in and have debates with them. And that's how... That's how we'll understand each other better and we'll get better at arguing with Nazis. They, it's this fucking live mentality. But like what's so infuriating about it is besides the fact that like, one, you're not protecting your comrades and your friends who are more vulnerable. Like, first of all, that is the main issue here. Like, fuck you. You moderate a fucking public space based off of the people who are most likely to be abused, not based off of the people who are le least likely to be abused. You know where you can engage with Nazis and debate and discuss with them? Literally anywhere on the internet anywhere honestly the paradox forums you can learn a lot about fucking exceeding at hearts of iron 4 and phrenology <laughs> and that way it's a dual threat forum
one thing too is like I I don't really like how the guy is like positioning himself as the guy that's like I'm going to skill up based on debating these Nazis and then yeah. the net gain on that I'm going to be such a good rhetorician that I'm going to be able to fucking win the championship of socialism from training with these Nazis is fucking stupid right like of course. like when, when I was doing like MMA stuff right they bring in like light heavyweights and heavyweights to train with me with the idea that like oh these are big guys they know their shit like they'll really press you to the extremes and then when you get in a real match like it'll be just easy street and like that makes sense when we're talking about a finite number of fi of physical movements in a space and time and a match right bringing nazis in to literal nazis into a leftist space so that you can debate them when you're there and just let them sit and fester with the people that they like to see eradicated in the same way they'd like to see fucking any virus wiped off the face of the earth that's not a good space it's not good for anyone other than nazis so why the fuck are you doing this like i get that yeah exactly but it's we're at the point where there's a ton of examples of how this works in online spaces. We have a lot of like if you're a fucking wonk and these rhetoricians appear to be, there's a ton of data here, motherfucker. And all of it points to them doing the same thing every time they show up. They drive out the vulnerable first because they immediately harass and dox the vulnerable. Nobody does anything about it. So the vulnerable leave. Right. First, they abandon your spaces. So now what you're left with is people who are a little more privileged. Right. Eventually, they drive out the privileged people. Uh, who disagree with them strongly, who have actual ideology, they leave next. Then what you're left with is legit Nazis, people sympathetic to Nazis, and people the Nazis are slowly bringing over to being Nazis. Yeah, the people that were apathetic when they removed X group. Exactly. And so the last group there that's fighting with Nazis and Nazi sympathizers are libertarians. Usually, white dude libertarians being like, well, sir, if we just uh, debate, and it's like, all you're doing is giving Why them... Why does it matter exactly. what color your slave is? <laughs> and it's the same thing that happens every fucking time. Reddit has dealt with this. Fucking, like, it's it's over and over again. Twitter is dealing with the same problem. Facebook deals with the same problem. Like, harassing people online is far easier than harassing in person. Because what online has done is made it simpler to send messages to dozens, hundreds, thousands of people quickly. This is what the pickup artists realize with online dating. You can send the same copy pasta to like a few thousand people. Same there strategy. There was definitely a moment for that. Yes. Like I remember I was dating a girl once. It, uh, hold on. I'm trying to figure out how to, I'm trying to figure out how to ethically tell this story. <laughs> so she, she was working at a bookstore, but she was very noticeable. She's like six foot tall and Spanish. And like, you would just, if you were a PUA, who's been told like bookstores are a good place to pick up and you entered this giant bookstore, mm -hmm. you would d immediately notice her. Right. And so apparently <laughs> so many PUAs were going there. And then immediately after you walked in, you would see her that there was actually like a forum thread on like strategies to get that bookstore bitch to suck my oh dick. My God. Like she registered for the forums and read all of it because it's always like go to clubs, but during the day you can go to bookstores and coffee shops. And she would see like the same group of PUAs there. Oh my God. Constantly. And so 
One thing she realized when she knew she was on like the PUA list is guys would come in and give slightly modified versions of the same speech to her. Oh my god! Right, the same indirect openers like, "Oh hey, oh what do you, what do you got there? Oh oh that's the um the nook. What's that about? And, by the way, did you see the fight outside? <laughs> like it just <laughs> like they kept iterating on the same thing to. Because that was like the PUA thing, like yeah. play the numbers. If you have a spiel that you think works, go ahead and push it out. So I, I assume that happened on online dating too, right? Oh, yeah. But it was a lot easier because you can copy and paste it, right? It's This is actually like a thing they talk about within business. The reason why online industries are where all venture capitalists want to put their money is because you can scale. Because... It costs you nothing to hit a hundred more people with your message versus having to talk to them in person or a thousand more people. Like the amount of, of incremental effort required is minimal. So what also means is you can scale your fucking harassment too. That's what that means. It's a lot easier to harass at a massive scale thanks to the internet than you were able to do previously. So the solution is not to engage with debate. It's a pretty obvious one. You just ban the motherfuckers. The minute they start harassing people, you ban them. The minute they seem like Nazis, you ban them. Now, I would say don't ban libs because every forum needs a group of people to kick, and libs are great for that. So you should keep them around. Don't come power, though. Fuck that. You think there's like a Don Draper of Nazis? <laughs> or he's just like, boys, listen to me. We all show up in the DMs. <laughs> we all see a woman in her profile picture, and we say, you have Jewish features. Suck my dick. But what if we could do more? <laughs> what if there was a script that was so compelling that they couldn't help but appreciate their racial inferiority? <laughs> I call it the carousel. <laughs> Click. It takes us back around to where we used to be in 1500s Poland. <laughs> One man is just weeping. <laughs> <the audience. laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the dozen white men only white men it's just don draper <laughs> looking at the nuremberg trials like who we really are <laughs> <laughs> who we aspire to be it, it, it's just somebody with mmt and he's and it's still don draper and he's like to be honest i don't think of you at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's a pretty straightforward solution. Trust to these television shit. people. But yeah, sorry for the sidetrack. It just drives me fucking crazy. We've done this so many times. It's it's like everything I see from Centrist and Libs is just repeating the same failed shit over and over and learning no lessons. And it's infuriating. Like, just Jesus Christ. All I ask is you learn from the fucking trends. I'm a dipshit. Even I can see the trend. It's the same thing as like, the democrats right it's not that they can't learn that it's that why would they why would they acknowledge that the, the nazis aren't a threat to them if anything they only slide us further to the right further to the right on a slide is economically viable to people who benefit from the status quo so if your choice is do nothing humanize them or fight them the, the best of the libs are going to go to do nothing. And Maggie Haberman is going to say humanize them. This impulse has done more to legitimize Nazis than anyone, right? Like the New York Times in saying like, well, I'm not going to fight them. I'm just going to hear them out. Mm -hmm. 
they did that in 1936 and they still do that in fucking 2020 right fucking time so it's not that they're dumb like they know what they're doing they're just awful because if it affected them for even one second they would go ape shit you see most powerful liberals now and that's one of the things as bernie takes control over the polls you see powerful liberals going like we really need to do something about this country because now when they post dumb third way or Republican takes into their fucking Twitter feed, people go, I just want you to know you're killing Brett's uncle. And they go, that's violence I mean, explicitly, to me. yes, that is what's happening to my uncle. What's yes. happening to your uncle? Uh, I, Nira, I could, Nira, go ahead and tell me right now what Neera Tandon's and Maggie Haberman's preferred political policies do to your uncle. Uncles, actually. Uh, I have two. These are the good ones legitimately in florida i can say that because most of my family is terrible i have no good uncles for what it's worth i have two one honestly one is a fugitive and the other is go ahead and put a redacted sound here (laughs) (laughs) i have two my mom's side my uncle has been uh the unluckiest motherfucker ever when it comes to health he uh he was a bodybuilder until he was like 19 and he got non-hodgkin's lymphoma uh this was like late 70s early 80s and he was the third or fourth person that survived his particular bit of cancer that he got. Uh, but they radiated his body to hell and back, right? So his body was just fucked up, and they were like, you'll live maybe a decade, right? He's about to hit 60, actually, um, soon, assuming he lasts that long. But as a result, he's a constant, constant health issue. So his entire life has been feeling good for a year or two, trying to do something new, getting sick, getting crushed, having to go back to a terrible job that gives him health care. I personally have watched this happen at least 10 times. Buddy, I, I don't mean to interrupt. Please continue. But I just want you to know from the Florida, the South Florida correspondent, which is an area of Florida that even you dare not tread. True. When I was working at Starbucks, there was literally, literally a strip club manager there who was making six figures and... He was there because he had five kids and he couldn't pay for health insurance for all of them. So he would show up and just be like, yo, what's up? I'm just here to pay for my kids. I'm working 21 hours a week and I'm back to cheetahs on South Beach. Y'all should come with me. He was a great man. He sounds like a great dude. But yeah, it goes to show that when even an independent great man entrepreneur like him can't get health insurance for his beloved people and family right like yeah. there's a real problem yeah so this is the, and this is the uncle on my mom's side of the family so he's been doing this back and forth i drove him to the hospital to get a heart valve transplant replacement like uh 10 years ago now right like that's the sort of shit he's been dealing with constantly right he wanted to do medicine had to keep dropping out of school because he kept getting sick and couldn't afford the health care and kept having to go back to home depot to get health care god that must be so invigorating for liberals by the way this is a, a thought that reflects poorly on me, right? But it means that if I am a middle or upper class liberal and I walk into your uncle's Home Depot and he does not direct me to the drywall that I think adequately fits my sunroom, he will die of medical procedures if I go yes. to his boss. Absolutely. If I call the manager on him, he will die, which is so alluring <laughs> to liberals. Oh, yeah, they love that shit. But so he's been going back and forth for ages and he's... He's been at the point where it's not like there's no fear of death. It's just exhaustion 
right? Just exhaustion with dealing with this constant shit world that he's been given. Nicest guy still, regardless, like upbeat, pleasant, always. Never understand those people. Me either. He's just a nice man, but like, he's just clearly like just done dealing with this bullshit and I don't blame him. Right. And so <clears throat> the last few years, he's been getting steadily worse and uh, everybody was concerned. It's part of why I went to Denver so I could spend more time with him. And he was getting a little bit better, which was nice. What I found out from a recent call with my mother is he has cancer again. Um, most of his body is scar tissue, so they can't do traditional treatments. And he had to wait until Medicare finally came through. He had to talk to like 10 different lawyers to find one that would help him apply. Finally came through. And now he's allowed to get an experimental treatment in Arizona, which is going well, which is wonderful. <clears throat> he, he feels better, which like regardless of anything else, that's all we're shooting for at this point. So that's fantastic. But like his entire life basically has been ruined by the system at no point again at 19. So he's, there's never a single point in his adult life at which he was able to do anything without being destroyed by medical issues, specifically by medical issues, which in any other decent country that's already solved. Yes. It's 2020. My other uncle on my dad's side, um, his life has been largely ruined by the drug war. All right. Well, on balance, this, uh, I'm sorry that it ruined. <laughs> I'm sorry that it ruined your uncle's life. But I'm just saying many people profited from it. Oh, I know. I'm very aware. In Florida, uh, half of them profited and half of them went to prison. You know what? Sometimes the CIA allows you to get a starter home. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person in my family who's athletic. So he was an athlete when he was younger um, and did drugs as most young athletes do. It's not really particularly surprising. And he got caught with uh, a small amount of heroin, went to prison for a long time. You could get prescribed that now. Not mad at him. And uh, when he got out, he couldn't get any jobs. So he had to start doing construction jobs. And what he landed on was pool construction in Florida. If you don't know what it's like to be outside in Florida in the summer, it is the most miserable experience in the fucking universe. And I, I, Rob, I know you did roofing. I lifeguarded and I did a little bit of landscaping. It's working outside in Florida is exhausting and physically and mentally draining in a way that like nothing else I've ever done in my life has been. Even being in the military and like marching outside doesn't compare to being outdoors in the Florida, just in the heat in Florida, just existing in the heat, even if you're not doing anything. And he was, right? He's doing construction on pools, ripping out old pools, putting new pools, that kind of shit. There's fucking pools everywhere in Florida. And so for most of my childhood, he was doing that kind of work, right? Doing outdoor pool work. Uh, Then he went back to prison for possession again, simple possession. And that was when my grandma was recovering from cancer, his mom. Um, So the minute he went to prison, she immediately got worse and died like three months later. So my dad now hates his brother because he thinks that's why his mom died. So it's a good ass system. He got out right a few years ago, went back to pool construction. He's in his late fifties, right? He's starting to get old, starting to slow down, still doing outdoor pool construction. And he got, while he was ripping up an old pool, he got something in his eye that got infected, like some fucking like weird bacteria or something. Right. And he can't afford healthcare and he can't afford the treatment. So people in the family have been giving him money for the treatment. And we basically reached a point at which everybody has run out of money yeah suck my dick ted cruz like people can actually like be faced with medical bills that they can't pay yeah the, the idea that nobody suffers without insurance in america is 
deranged. We're over 10 grand at this point for just his, his eye treatment stuff. Relatively minimal based on just what you'll see on your own Absolutely. Twitter timeline, right? Like it's deranged. And so he's at the point now where um, he can't do the treatment anymore. So he's just going to go blind in one eye. That's it. He just gets to be blind now because you don't have health care. Fuck you. His, again, his entire life has been ruined by the system. And all he wants now in his old age is to do a brutal, grueling job and come home and drink a beer. That is all he's trying to do. And he can't even have that. Like, he's not even allowed just... It's not even fucking basic human dignity. He's just not even allowed to fucking exist. Just miserable existence isn't fucking good enough for them anymore. Like, we can't even have that. They have to fucking take that away from you, too. It reminds me, I was talking to a, a FBI recruiter one time, you know, because I'm in the FBI... And they were saying, yeah, we allow uh, people who have tried weed to be in the FBI now. Like on the application, we ask, have you tried weed? And normally that would be an automatic cancel, right? Mm -hmm. But in 2020, we go ahead and we say it's not an automatic cancel. But here's the thing. So many people fucking apply. There's so many people that for all intents and purposes, we can still list it as a cancel. Why would we ever hire a pot smoker when we could get some fucking Mormon that'll do whatever we say, right? So nothing has changed. And this is what the American workforce is currently. It's like, you know what? We got enough people that haven't had a freak accident that we're just not going to worry about all of you that fall through the cracks. Exactly. Like we got enough people to keep at least the economy that represents itself in a 29k fucking dow jones industrial like we, we got enough to keep that going all the to keep all the indicators going so you fall through fuck you is that compassionate uh no is that useful to the maximum production of you know humans within a country or in a society uh no is it perfectly in line with the ideology that people like Nira tandon and liberals online Expouse. Yes. It's so like I know they don't give a shit, but it's one of those things when it's like when you see the like triple byline, how dare these people with the New York Times, triple byline New York Times story about like these people yelled at me on the internet. You are actively pushing propaganda for a system that is literally killing and ruining the lives of people I know and love. Be thankful. All I'm doing is being snarky to you online. You fucking ghoul. I like the goddamn temerity to complain that the fucking peasants have the nerve to say something to you when you go, you know what? The system that's killing your uncle is in fact a good one. Fuck you. All right. So, uh, Talk about something else. Fucking yeah, no, here's the thing. There's really no <laughs> place to take this energy. Other than because you're you're throwing out Quick real <laughs> you're no you're throwing out real aggressive alpha energy, and as someone that has listened to the Joe Rogan experience since <laughs> since episode twenty five, get at me. Um, I think this is the natural transition. Yeah, that works. Yeah, actually, because those same people are saying, if you accept the Joe Rogan endorsement of Bernie Sanders, you are doing immeasurable harm. Not just to me, Neera Tandon, and our consultant class. Not just to libs and left-leaning people everywhere, but to our entire society. Because <laughs> it creates a more hate-filled space as a norm. And that's what the DNC 
has strived tooth and claw, inch over inch under John Podesta and fucking Tom Perez's leadership to eradicate. (laughs) So so how dare you? How dare you, Brett? That is the question I pose to you from Tom Perez. Oh, it's pretty easy. Rogan's problematic as fuck. But the... The idea that like Joe Rogan as a rich white man might vote for Bernie... Right, and all the baggage that brings when you are a in a position that is less privileged than being a rich white man, and are also voting for Bernie. I get that in good faith you would look at Joe Rogan and say, like, "All right, I got here because I understand how privilege works. I got here because I understand economic realities. I got here because I understand our carceral system." I got here because I understand the social safety net is vital and not like a, a a thing for losers, right? Like I I got here because I have the right politics and you got here just because Bernie Sanders did an interview and you think that like, Oh yeah, he's got a good personality. So fuck you, Joe Rogan. But here's the thing. Joe Rogan speaks to more people than any podcast basically that exists. The New York Times for giving their endorsement reach fewer people than Joe Rogan's Bernie endorsement. And the yeah, same people that give Brett fits when it comes to healthcare, they're the exact same people. Do not make any mistake here. Mm-hmm. They're the exact same people that want to say Joe Rogan isn't welcome in the tent because he's not perfect and to be clear he doesn't like bernie because of personality he found the argument for empathy alluring that's a good ass sign yeah the argument for empathy is something that no consultant class person is ever really thinking about of right? course not all the people that turned against a policy that would allow your uncle to see or get treatment right mm-hmm. these people that have perfected through years of managerial experience, their ability to detach empathetically. Now I want to go ahead and go after Joe Rogan for endorsing Bernie Sanders because he's doing something that they can't, which is be rich and white and still have a basic empathy for other people. Do I think his opinion on trans people is good? Fuck no. no. I do not think his opinion on trans people is good. But the people calling him out, Hillary Clinton, I don't think your super predator shit is good. I don't think your policy on Libya was good. The New York Times, I don't think when you fucking did a glowing public interest story on Hitler in the 30s, I don't think that was good. I don't think when you interviewed Nazis in 2019, that was good. When you split your endorsement for Klobuchar and Warren, I don't think that was good. The New York Times has a lot of fucking growth to do and is not perfect. CNN asked Bernie a question about whether or not he said that a woman could be president. And he said, I, of course, never said a woman couldn't be president. And then they turned to Liz Warren and said, when Bernie fucking told you women can't do anything. And it got a laugh line, right? Right. So every person turning against Joe Rogan right now has made egregious errors in their politics (laughs) that they should have fixed by now, either institutionally or because they've been around longer than Joe Rogan. So no, 
I don't love every single point Joe Rogan makes, but Joe Rogan represents an awful lot of people that you need in the tent to do socialism. I don't want their problematic views in the tent, but I can't even talk to them until they're in the tent. I don't even care that he has reach, honestly. To me, that's less relevant than the fact that if Rogan, the Rogan followers to me are a lot like the military in that it's very easy to write them off, which is what pretty much everybody on the left has been doing for a long time, right? Like, fuck these dudes. They're problematic. We don't need them. And it's like... That, that's, by the way, that's such a fucking insane standard because all the libs, like, fuck... Do you understand? I went to the new school on a grad degree. I will find some problematic shit with any lib you give me. None of you are perfect. <laughs> yeah. And all these fucking socialists that are preaching a, a gospel of empathy, just know I'm really suspect of you because I came up evangelical and I know what it looks like to see someone promote a gospel of empathy and understanding and then do some holier than thou well if you just acted yeah. like me and read the same shit i read maybe you wouldn't be in this situation that's a really convenient position to be in that's a really privileged position to be in you're saying like i grew up i grew up with people that like th th i'm sure they would have ended up as good adults if their dad didn't get laid off constantly, get drunk, and give them two black eyes every time they showed up to minor league. Do you understand? There are people on my basketball team that had cigarettes put out on them because their parents were poor, right? One of my best friends is a Nazi now because his first day of high school, he got jumped by 10 black dudes. And instead of going, I'm a freshman in a poverty-stricken school, and this is what happens to freshmen, he went, this is what happens to white people against black people right? There's a lot of people that, but for their circumstances, might have had as good politics as you. And if you want to set as a default for entry into a socialist movement, which is meant to take care of exactly those precarious people who are suffering harms to which they did nothing to earn them. Yeah. If their politics are imperfect enough that you're willing to disregard them with a totality then fuck you like we are here because we have empathy we're here precisely for those people that the system is currently failing and a good number of them listen to joe rogan because they don't have your education but they understand that the one-off where he goes you know what when you do ayahuasca you realize that you know we're all the same or when he goes jamie pull up how many people go bankrupt because of health care I'm sorry that he's a UFC commentator. I'm sorry that he has dipshits on in the same measure as he has on fucking libs, right? Which is a bad metric. But at the end of the day, he speaks to people that need to be in the tent and can benefit from your kindness. So for one second, just please stop dunking on Joe Rogan's propensity to sell you gorilla-shaped kettlebells and just realize that if he promotes voting for Bernie Sanders, electoralism or not, you're going to be lifting up a lot of people that you would never deign to talk to because if they were in your coffee shop, they would probably be there fucking panhandling. This, this, guy, this guy's a net good, and I know he's not perfect, but if you're listening to this, the fact that you're listening to this is proof that neither are you. Oh, yeah. You're getting disaffected people in 
and never once compromising the message. Because you and I watched it. Bernie did what he always does, what Bernie has said for 40 fucking years. He went up. He said the same shit he always says. He didn't change the platform at all. He didn't suddenly go, you know what? Maybe we'll soften our take on trans people um, getting free health care. Maybe we'll soften our take on the fact that they can get HRT under our health care plan. They can get surgery under a health care plan and all of it will be paid for. He didn't soften any of that. He said none of those things. He said, nope, this is what we're going to do. Here's what it is. No fucking apology. No fucking softening. And Joe Rogan went, oh shit, I like that. Yeah, that's a fucking win. That's a pure unadulterated win. I'll take that every day of the fucking week because it's how you get problematic people to improve. You say, here is what we're doing and here's how it affects you. And they go, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm a Joe Rogan guy. Like I'm sure I'll, probably all of my exes talk about me as like, oh, I dated a guy that was really into Joe Rogan as they're like telling their embarrassing stories about me with, which honestly like good for them. I'm glad I could finally bring them some amount of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. I'll, I'll take it. Like, like I literally had an ex that made me Hulk loads every morning. You know, Joe, Joe Rogan, what? Joe Rogan, he calls them Hulk loads. They're like extremely like <laughs> vegan morning shakes. Yeah, no, I know what they are. Oh, right? shit, that says a lot about me. But yeah, continue. I've been in since episode 25 on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan hips right here. And so I'm telling you, he is just a guy that is easily influenced probably too easily influenced from whoever you put in front of him. And because he's a multimillionaire, he's got an awful lot of multimillionaire leaning people, right? Business people, Ben Shapiro types. Ben Shapiro today threw Joe Rogan under the bus and said he was canceled. So <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, he is not unmovable, right? He is susceptible to who's in front of him. And if he promotes Bernie and we don't all fucking destroy him like Ben Shapiro did, his audience of New Jersey Turnpike driving hardcore fans is going to actually listen to you in a way that they never did when you like sent them a Facebook link to Proles of the Round Table. This is how <laughs> you get through to these guys. One of the things I did love afterwards is like tactically so like to me obviously like you should be happy about that endorsement it means he might improve and be less shitty towards trans people and then start telling his fans that that's a great thing but what happened afterwards i genuinely enjoy because you were watching the libs freak out constantly right it's going to be a daily deluge of them just screaming and throwing Wait, money you, at the wall you should disavow joe rogan and every person like him so that we can be sure we righteously lose another election that keeps all of us extremely paid yep but what i love is joe rogan saying hey i'm gonna go for bernie will immediately get a lot of his fans to go oh shit i should consider that then right maybe i've never considered it before but now i will i'm at least gonna start thinking about bernie but what really solidifies the interest is if the worst scolds in our society turn around and go fuck bernie for talking to rogan well, now the Rogan fans are going to actually engage with the platform. So thank you, liberal skulls, for once again being completely unaware of how miserable you are to literally every other human. Like, it's the Hillary effect. When Hillary says she doesn't like someone, that person's immediately popular now. And they can't help but do it over and over again. Yeah, It's it, amazing. It was really great for Bernie Sanders that in one week, the, the lines were drawn, and it was Hillary Clinton 
CNN and the New York Times on one side and fucking Joe Rogan on the other. In that same week. And Jayapal. She also endorsed him this week. So those were the two people who endorsed Bernie in the same like 10 day stretch. Yeah, his his downside from this is everyone said, you said wage slavery. That means you're a racist, which is exactly <laughs> the sort of like lib out of touch. I don't know the names of anyone that comes in and empties my trash at the office. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the ultimate lib critique because no person that says wage slavery does not understand what that means. No working person. Oh, for sure. Frederick Douglass used that term. <laughs> It's been in use for like 150 years. It's not new. You just look like a dumbass. And to see the like ID poll center right go, how dare he say slavery when he says wage slavery? You know, that's really going to put a lot of people off because chattel slavery was a uniquely uh, shameful time in American history. It's like, yes, that is true. Chattel slavery is horrible. Also, it can be true. That wage slavery, where your health care expires the second you don't swear fealty to your capitalist employer, that's also really shitty and bad. And no person who votes in an American election, I'm sorry, fucking MSNBC, I'm sorry, Joanne Reed, but nobody's mad about Bernie Sanders saying that we're fucking indentured under wage slavery to a healthcare paradigm that lets a good percentage of us die despite giving our best effort. No actual human that oh, doesn't no. work at a think tank finds that out of touch. But that got a full 24-hour media cycle. Bernie Sanders said wage slavery is oh, bad. Oh, yeah, they're just desperate. I, I, it's just It's very funny to me to watch the reactions because I have for a while been saying, uh, you know, even just to you, right, or my friends, that they are just hilariously inept and incompetent. And now when push comes to shove, I mean, they couldn't pull it off against Trump, so we saw that. But now when it's internal and they're really terrified, they still can't figure out how to be competent. There was no secret sauce they were hiding. They're just this bad at the politics game. They're fucking terrible at it. Every move they make is pathetic and drives more people to Bernie. It's amazing. And kudos to every leftist who's been a leftist for a long time, who's finally starting to feel themselves because shit's going well. You fucking earned it, buddy. Good for you. Rage Against the Machine. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they did Bernie, Bernie Sanders shirts. It's great. By the way, if you've been a leftist for like the last 20 years and Bernie is ahead in the polls right now, there's basically no amount of self-congratulating you can do that I won't be okay with. Seriously, just fucking go for it. Because you're this self-congratulating your on trying to get people real health care i can deal with that uh, yeah i can i can suffer through that look my dude could die from coronavirus at any moment live it up <laughs> <laughs> and actually that's something that we're going to talk about in part two tomorrow that's right motherfucker it's a cliffhanger dumb and awful <laughs> episode if you don't come back tomorrow everyone's gonna make fun of you for not knowing the full bit anyway I'm Rob at Dumb and Awful. <laughs> this has been Brett. Everyone was bored. We have more to talk about on this episode. We just realized we went long. So, yeah. So, come back tomorrow. <laughs> come back tomorrow. Uh, check out the Patreon for bonus episodes while you're at it. Pop in the Discord, say hi. And uh, thanks for listening, y'all. I'm not fucking done. <laughs> I've got takes. 
so many takes. <laughs>